Hi, welcome to the Ultimate Film Review. My name is Jake, and I'm here with John, the, the wonderful, the illustrious, the amazing. I like or, the man, the myth, the legend, personally. Oh, uh, well, yeah. well, thank you. He's our uh, main host and, and, and pr- production manager, so, you know, wouldn't be possible without him. Yes. And unfortunately, we are discussing um, my second pick in the in the Hera Hilmar saga of infatuation. Yes. That ended brutally. It brutally. ended? This film killed it? Um, was this it? I, 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 I didn't kill my infatuation for her. I know she is a good actress. I've seen her perform well. Very well. Right. Um, this is the worst movie that I have ever seen in terms of having sat from beginning to end. And I'm, uh, and I'm a horror fan, right? Horror is my is my favorite genre. Yeah, that is a, a genre a, a, that's a, notoriously oversaturated, oversaturated with bad films. Correct. We even have B horror as a subgenre, which is like right. so bad, so bad that either it's funny or it spawns some cult following mm-hmm. where there are, you know, ten different fucking installments or whatever. Yeah. Um I just I was flabbergasted that this I mean, I I just, it was so not what I was expecting. I was expecting a a romantic, like historical, fictitious work. Right. Now. Which technically this is, this fulfills that basic definition. It does. It does. It does. Um, And does more than that. It defines the scale for, you know, if you want to do this, but do it right. This is what you don't do. That's (laughs) like, it it serves the purpose of fulfilling the definition and also being the low end of the curve for the grading curve on, on rating romantic comedies uh, in the subset of historical fucking fiction, because this was, this was an affront. Okay. First ten minutes in, I'm going to let John take over. I wanted to start this because, unfortunately, I was the one who chose this. I chose this for very stupid, superficial reasons. That's fine. But, we all have our reasons. But uh, I'm going to be the first one to bite the bullet on this, and, and I'm going to give it a zero out of ten. Zero okay. out of ten. So, John, you take over. We can start with the plot. And so, yeah, this particular film that we're here to discuss today is The Ottoman Lieutenant. <laughs> it's starring Harry Didn't Hilmar. even say the title, dude. No, I couldn't even get the, the title, title out. I, I was so, so, disgusted so quick. By yeah, I couldn't even. I'm sorry, the audience. Name did yeah. not even matter. I just thought you guys would all know what I'm, I'm referencing because it just, <laughs> right. you know, incites such fucking... Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, well, this film uh, was directed by Joseph Rubin. Who wouldn't even promote it. Who wouldn't even promote it for different reasons, but... And it stars Hera Hilmar, Michael Hoosman, Josh Harnett, and Ben Kingsley. Ben this Kingsley is our second uh, Ben Kingsley-Hera Hilmar film. In the same and, goddamn year. Yeah, this is a historical romance movie. Fiction takes place during the backdrop of the late days of the Ottoman Empire during the beginning of World, World War, War One. Basically features a, a romance between Hera Hilmar's character, who is an American Christian, um, and Michael Husman's character, who is the titular Ottoman lieutenant. lieutenant. So basically, uh, yeah, Hera Hilmar's character is working in philadelphia right um, in 1914 um there's still clearly racial biases mm-hmm. especially in the medical field which she doesn't want to stand for right uh, an african-american male is brought into the hospital she works at as a nurse she accepts him in tries to get him treated by the doctors and no one will treat the man because he's black and in the wrong hospital at the wrong hospital which is an affront to her right she says as much she gets scolded he's at the wrong hospital to which she wittily and the best line of the entire movie at large was, uh, he doesn't have the time to get to the right one. Yeah. Yes. They started off, they, they threw their best line in right at the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, 
they're lucky they get a best line. Let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah. She, yeah, she's this, uh, I guess, idealistic nurse for her time. And um, she's unhappy with her position, I guess, where she is and the morals of the society in which she lives. And she finds out about this medical mission that's taking place in the Ottoman Empire that's mainly treating Armenian locals. Uh, yes, but it's open to, uh, to anyone. It's open to anybody there who's hurt. And the person pitching this is a doctor, one of the doctors at this medical mission, played by Josh Harnett. Lily, the character Hera Hilmar plays, is quite moved. Yes, like this. you think that you know there might be some, there's a spark of some interest there. Yeah, uh, so maybe this is her calling. She's at this unhappy point in her, her life, so she's going to go there, and this is how she'll be able to make a difference, essentially. A, a, a true difference. A tr- right? Yes, yeah. So, so sh- her brother had passed. Yeah, which is not really referenced that much in the movie. No, oh. but it's important. It's only important because it gives her the means to get to this mission, this hospital. Right. Um, so her brother has passed. He left her a truck and money, which she's legally allowed to dispense with as she pleases. She's not Britney Spears in California where her parents can call the shots because, you know, the conservatorship. Her brother left this outright to her. After hearing this moving talk by this doctor, who's like, you know, the the you know the, the medical marvels of the Western world, we are bringing to this impoverished people, and we're 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 doing this because we're good Christians. And Christianity, yeah. like, there's a sub political religious movement at the same time that like Christianity is losing its foothold, right. essentially in the area. We've come to find that this doctor, um, please remind me the name because. I don't know the doctor's name. I'm yeah. just referring to him as the doctor. The doctor, who played by Josh Harnett. Josh Harnett. So Josh Harnett's character. See, we're so we are so disgusted that we didn't even. Yes. That like the character, the characters don't even whatever. <laughs> anyway, he he is not bigoted in practice, but he does. We come to learn have underlying bigotry towards Ottoman political representatives because of their essentially wedding of religion and government in 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 um islam they're islamic and they're like an islamic empire at this point yes and so he portrays himself as this like hey i'm bringing the marvels of the western medicine to this impoverished people but like there are undercurrents there that harry hilmar's character is not privy to prior to being moved and saying i'm going to go to this mission i'm devoting my life because this is a place where i can practice how i want Right. To a population that needs me. Her parents are like, fuck, no, you're not. And she yeah. was like, uh, actually, I am. Because this money's mine. This money's mine. Really you can't really tell me what to do with it legally. Exactly. He left it for me. And so she books passage for the truck, bought medical supplies. Yeah, and she's on her way to Istanbul. And here the fun begins. Yes, because when she gets there, she meets the titular Ottoman lieutenant, played by Michael Husman. She gets off the boat. She's walking through the city. It's cacophonous and crazy out there. And um, She's getting played like a fiddle by the local... Shoeshine boy. Shoeshine boy, yeah. yeah. He just runs up, starts shining her shoes, hoping he's going to get a, a, a coin out of it. She wants All she wants to do is see the, uh, the mosque there, because she hears it's really beautiful. So the Ottoman lieutenant basically is like, I'll take you there. He's he's like uh, I don't have anything better to do, so why not? There's no cute girl around, like no yeah, idea. yeah. I mean, just I, I have this better. afternoon off. This could yeah. be kind of fun. So they they meet up and they have this moment where they go to the temple or the uh, the mosque and they they have a nice time together. And then he leaves, and we she wants to continue her journey to the medical mission, but the government's like we're not gonna let a woman travel on her own. Come on. 
So they assign the Ottoman lieutenant to be your escort, escort yeah, to they, this medical mission. Yeah. And also with the sub-goal of having him spy, spy on, on the Armenians there. Yes, because now with uh, World War One afoot, not, not, I don't believe the assassination has happened yet. But everyone knows it's all in the air. I mean, it was in America. This was brewing. Right. Everyone's talking about it. The Armenian population within the Ottoman Empire remained to a substantial portion Christian. Yes. And therefore drew the suspicion of the Ottoman the government, government and the military. That that should World War One, when it inevitably does break out, there is a high probability that the Armenians will not only allow Russia into Ottoman land, but support them in annexing Ottoman territory. So the lieutenant is assigned to take her and her supplies, which she's already, which is paid for. So it's good. It's just a woman cannot do this. Right. Which this is a big theme is uh, the way women were treated in the early 1900s and how they were kind of second class citizens compared to yes. men. And, and I think that they're driving this point home through illustrating this with, with the Ottoman but they're trying politically, and I won't even go into the political context of this. This is how bad this is. Yeah. Um, this rant actually might go longer than I thought, but okay. I won't dissect the political, even though that's my alley, and I would love to because it's not even fucking worth the shoe shine that she didn't get for me to talk about the politics of it. <laughs> but what I think the attempt here was to do was, hey, because it's trying to be soft on the Ottomans, which we will find out later, it was drawing a direct comparison so early in the movie to how her parents were being with her and how right. her doctors were telling her no that men in western democracies were no different effectually than the men, than the men in Eastern. islamic ottoman right. and the fact that it was codified in one but only socially employed in the other they're the, trying to make the, the point, point that morally that it really there's no, wasn't there's no the, the difference between the two fact, yeah. exactly yeah. which you know Fair. It's the only fair sociological, I think, point that it's going to make, considering how soft it was on Armenian genocide. Right. You know, like that, yeah, yeah. you, you didn't have very many Ottoman lieutenants at gunpoint telling their men not to kill Armenians. Yeah. You know, like, give me a... F- no, anyway, of course, we'll get he's there. like, the, the Ottoman lieutenant in this movie is the, you know, he's very modern in the sense. They're both very... Yes, yes, he's very, very modern. out of time. Yes. You know, and I guess that's what draws them together. Basically, the plot, they get there to the hospital, and then they fall in love. You know, well, the Ottoman, the yeah, yeah. But but homeboy doctor, the, the doctor is like, Lily, yeah. oh my god, Lily, you showed up. He's like, yeah, you the, know, the doctor's also in love with Lily. Yes. Um, and he's we'll, like, we'll talk about that. I mean, who gives a hell about the plot? It, do, it doesn't really matter. The movie know? was a shit show, guys. The we're movie being, was like, a we're mess. being honest here. Like, I, w- I, w- I kind of want to focus it on like more on the acting. Let's do that. Let's so, do that because like Tara Hilmar, she's okay. the lead of this movie, and we watched her in The Ordinary Man. You've seen her in some other things, and I, I thought she was good in that movie, I, great despite the not man. getting I think she was like good. the best material to work yes. with. Yes, yeah. In this movie, she is terrible. Yes, and like she gets. This is her film. She gets the time to shine, and she just seems so disengaged, so bored with everything going around. At first, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I thought it worked. Because we have, she's playing a woman who's unsatisfied with her lot in life and sad by her brother's death and, and the circumstances didn't around need to her. Act. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't need, need to act. act. But as the movie goes on, where she gets to this different world and falls in love, she seems like she could care less. She really does. I mean,. They had her voice over black and white um, public access footage of World War One, which <laughs> right. actually had wasn't even on the Eastern Front to begin with. Um, we won't go into that either. 
um, but they had her voice over and her her forced American accent. It's not good. Look, if you watch her in C, the there's Apple a, the TV Apple show. TV show. Right. Fucking phenomenal. And she does an American accent. And she that? doesn't do an American accent because no. she doesn't need to. There's no need for you know, okay. you know, there's there, that the geopolitical realities do not exist. This is in the future, post-apocalyptic. Right. She doesn't need to. It's, and well, she's phenomenal. She, yeah. Okay. Does she like have a, the British? She accent? has like a British, a similar, very similar, very man. similar to Ordinary Man, but more or less right. toned down. Which you know, I thought was a solid I, accent. It should be noted she's an Icelandic Iceland, actress from Iceland. Correct. Right yeah. Yeah. When I, I saw, I actually had to do a palate cleanser. Uh, life in a fishbowl. Life in a fishbowl. Well, you know, this palate cleanser, it was depressing as shit, but let me tell you one thing. The only thing more depressing than artistic portrayal of depressing scenarios mm-hmm. is a depressing artistic portrayal of good scenarios. <laughs> um, literally, like, I was depressed but elated by the fact that I didn't have some false sense of that this woman could act. Right. Like I want, I'm talking the acting level here with her. I don't think that this performance is a good reflection for anybody involved simply because the material was so garbage. The material was garbage, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case because the other actors in it, I didn't feel were so bad. I thought the, the Ottoman Lieutenant himself was played by Michael Usman. He was, he was charming enough to be your romantic lead. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, his acting was fine. I, I thought that the, and, the doctor's acting was good. Well, Josh Harnett was, he was hilarious to me. I thought he was in, he, he thought he was in a completely different movie than everybody else because the Ottoman Lieutenant's playing it straight. Hera Hilmar is bored out of her mind, and he is just overacting this entire thing. Every time you see him, it's like he's gonna cry, or he's gonna burst out Facts. and yell. He's on the verge of breaking down at every moment in any completely different direction. Now, I need to ask, because this is your area of expertise, so I'm, I'm asking here. Okay. Do you agree that we've seen all the four major actors and actresses do well. I'm not saying like I'm not saying you know Amadeus Hulse, you know right. You know, Abraham. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying no, that well. No, but no, I'm no. saying we've seen them perform well in other pieces. Yeah, yeah. Would do you think? And this is going to segue into the joke I made about um, Kingsley and, and oh, Hera, yeah. which we're, is we're actually good. hilarious. Um, yeah, the comedic relief that this movie provided was actually the only good thing. As if we, <laughs> me and John, didn't have enough inside jokes to begin with. Right. Um, um, don't do you think that maybe your your analysis of that of his almost state of mania every scene mm-hmm. being this bipolar but too extreme, like maybe appropriate for the for the set and setting, but like just manic yeah you know and completely in a different world world everybody else do you think that that was because he was compensating for the fact that he knew what that this movie was going to be that he was just like well i'm just going to have fun with it no that i'm out there no that i'm literally putting a team on my back and that's what it felt (laughs) like like that's on and i mean this god's honest truth like do you think that he was manic because he was like i gotta i literally gotta put the team on my back i feel like i was in a cast with ben kingsley i wouldn't have to worry about putting the team on my back because He's he's pretty solid in this, but so him and Hera share two looks. No, I that think are... I think Josh Harnett was like, "This movie's trash. I'm just gonna have fun with it." Like, oh, I see okay. The, so the take it to, to like take, take this character into, into a pre- and, and like, I'm the stratosphere, gonna, and so I'm just workshopping while I'm actually yeah. fulfilling somebody's vision. Yeah. 
actors are known to do that where they'll take different roles just to kind of work for a future role, so to speak. So basically, like Nick Cage, does we, that a we, lot. we, I had the the same the same motivation the same coin I had tails okay. and you're calling it heads is what I'm I think what we're, what we're saying is the motivation was the same that yeah. he recognized that this was a steaming pile of shit yeah and that there is one of two explanations for the way he portrayed his character which was manic just by definition <laughs> yeah. manic a I'm putting the team on my back because literally no one else is, is scripted well enough to right. do anything even though I maybe trust Kingsley with his you know potato eye. You know, to open. I was like, "Is that a sty? Is it pink eye?" You know, we were like, "What the fuck is this?" Little did we know, homeboy was homeboy was fucking doping up on dripping in the e. Oh my god, the the ether, y'all. Yeah, no, Harnett was either like, "I'm putting the team on my back here," or I'm just gonna workshop this because because I'm getting paid. Like, fuck it, I'm getting paid, and this is practice. Might as well, might as well have fun with it. And you're saying it's the latter, right? All right, word. So at least. At least the co- I got the coin right. At least I called a quarter a quarter. Mm-hmm. I just happened to call it spades. I'm going to defer to you on this one and go with yes. That's that is that yeah. Is, yeah. <sighs> anyway, let's get to the Ben Kingsley and Harry oh. Hillmar characters because well, Ben Kingsley first is he's the founder of this medical mission. mission. So he's right. an American doctor. He's an American doctor. I think he's wonderful in this movie, but he has an addiction to ether in it. And when they first show him, when you first see him in the movie. His, they right, wanted to his make right it look eye. like he had bags under his eyes. But like they, he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't getting restful sleep. They forgot that he had he a left taking, eye, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just his right, right eye. eye. It's, it's, they put, it's either they didn't light it properly, and they did makeup on both eyes. And then when he's looking one way, you can't see it on the left eye. Or they just just put makeup only on his right, so it looks like he got punched bro, bro, in the face. Bro, it does. It does, and it doesn't help too that he does this thing with the right side of his face, where it it's. I'm not saying he's suffered from any sort of stroke or anything, but when you see him rotate anyway or go towards profile, yeah, or. And we can refer to this back to his acting style in An Ordinary Man. Right. He favors emoting facial expressions through the right side, in my opinion. Okay. Are so, you saying that because of the eye twitch on the right side in Ordinary Man? Yes. Okay. okay. So what I'm saying is that. he has he has control, motor control over, over or favors this side of his face. Yeah. In 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 revealing emotion when he doesn't have dialogue. Right. And I think that that is that is that is verifiable at least by pointing to the movie he filmed in the same calendar year. <clears throat> Just yes. saying, which we're got, we're getting to a very good joke. Um, we're getting to it. We're building to it. But we're but in a long form joke. The here. fact that they either lit it wrong or just applied makeup to one side. They did it on the. Not only did they fuck up in I, one of two. I don't know how you could that watch they, that. They did it wrong. Like, to the wrong side. Yeah. Like at least someone would have been smart and said, "Okay, well, we let's move the light." Or, yo, let's take five so I can throw makeup on the left side of his fucking <laughs> face. Like, it's literally going to take five minutes. I don't know how you'd watch just, the dailies from that day of shooting and go, like, okay, we need to do this again. It's going to take five minutes, as you said. But nobody did. They were like, okay, we're moving on. This is wonderful. Meanwhile, they had to have either not shot on location properly or wanted to do reshoots and green screen backgrounds which are so jarring. Yes. They are so jar- Okay, so... Okay, so, yeah, we're into the production some talking yeah. about Ben Kingsley yeah. makeup. Yeah. They <laughs> filmed this movie in real remote locations, right? And you'll have a scene where people are standing and there's a backdrop of a hill and a field and then it'll cut to a close-up of the characters and it'll go to another angle... <laughs> 
And there would just be a CGI background <laughs> in the middle of the field. And, and like, it's like, why do you show a oh, real shot and then insert a CG on the others? It makes it, no it sense. Was, it was so jarring yeah. to the experience. And, and, it, and I mean, and, and what you're trying to sell. Right. Which is the goddamn fucking set, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're on location. Mm. What the fuck are I'm, and I I know I've, I've actually been criticized for using cursing too much. I've read enough articles online now, clickbait, and not to know that intelligent people curse more. That's, oh, it's a, yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. that's a and b. Those articles um, are written by the Onion, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and then b, like when discussing a flaming pile of shit, there's only one way to discuss it, and that's as it is. As it is, a flaming pile, a of flaming shit. pile of shit. So you're on fucking location. You're on scene. I get you have to reshoot shit. But, okay, for Aragon people who are fans of the book and then saw the movie and we saw Sapphira mutate in the clouds, it's that, it's that offensive. But, like, the point being that you thought you could do better than where you wanted, you were where you wanted to be when you were filming and then you thought you could do better than what was already there. Right. Like, why are I, yeah, I'm so, what can, doesn't I make sense. just, it's, it's like you either commit to just filming in the remote locations or you do the CGI backdrops for the entire time and you try to sell it as like a stylized, heightened, you know, reality kind of experience. But you can't, you can't do both. You can for some moments. Like, there's a moment where she gets to Istanbul, and she's on the boat. She's and on the deck of the boat looking out, shit. and she sees yeah. the skyline of the city, and, it was, and it's obviously CG. But it's It acceptable. looks bad, but it's like you want to go for this grand moment. Yes. She's in this new place, and it's like, and wow. Like, and like, like, Titanic did that better, bro. Like, that's this is what's crazy to me. Yeah. With this is what's 20 years earlier. Yes. But, and, and they did but it, and they with, did it better. Uh, yeah, they did it better, but with a lot more money. James Cameron, you know, as opposed to, no offense to Joseph Rubin, but... I mean, bro, no, you know what? Hats off to fucking Joseph Rubin. Do you know why? This man put in blood, sweat, and tears. Even if it came out to his vision, no offense, bro, it was shite, but you shot your motherfucking shot, bro. So, A, I gotta give you props. B, right. I need to give you props for standing by what is yours and what's not. Mm-hmm. Because I would like you. I know we're all over the place, scattershot here. But again, we're talking about a movie that's scattershot. Yeah, so like, we it's can, appropriate. It's Trust appropriate. <laughs> the rambling here is out of anger that I wasted this man's fucking time with some basically infatuation boy chasing girl bullshit. You know, I had I had this thing with Emma Stone too, but at well, least Emma Stone was in good shit. Like yeah, you know, for the most part, for right? the most part, right? It's like, not the first time you did it; won't be the last. And no, it damn it. fucking it's part straight, of the cinematic well, experience. Hey, yeah, no, I mean, as I said, never, <laughs> you know, I, 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 and and I've seen. I, the only reason is because I've seen her in C, and yeah, she's she's great, great in, that. in that. Well, she's a fixture of what we said. This is a romance, right? And what do you think of the romance between her and the Ottoman lieutenant in this film? And the, I use this in quotations, love triangle as the so, doctor is also a part of it. He's the third in the love so, triangle. Do you remember how you said once we finished the movie that they raced through the first section and then they were like, whoa, hold up, we're where we want to be, so now we're going to slow down and tell the story? Yeah. And the second to the second act, which is post her delivering the goods. After it gets robbed by bandits from a train, and it's just ridiculous, and that's not even a point. Yeah, it's basically to. like, but like they, they sprint they... through setting up everything, yeah. And then when it gets to the point where they think that they need to then begin to tell the story mm-hmm. without just doing setup, they slow down and right. they start to they start to delve into the narrative. It's not just setup anymore. Yeah, 
I thought that was incredible. Like you now that off the bat, that, that, that was something that sat with me was unsettling, but I couldn't put words to the experience and you just nailed it. Right. That this, like the first third of the movie, the first act is just plainly skeletal setup. Like what we saw would have been a first draft in a reading room. Not what we should have seen on screen. Yeah, these things needed it was to be. Bullet these things needed to be flushed out. Yeah. Now she, it's clear she went to this mission because of because of the calling. Causing because of the calling. Not the doctor. Not the doctor. Well, it's clear they had that one shot that she was interested in him. Yeah, she He's single, and she, him, right? and then like, there's this like interesting where they're implying an attraction. Yeah. Both physical and what would be like we are kindred spirits right so for her it's a deeper level like she's not married off she's attractive she's a nurse she works in a hospital there are plenty of doctors there are plenty of she's from upper level society her brother obviously had money when he passed right her brother obviously respected her enough to write her into the will not you know protect her conservatorship of my parents so she obviously has had suitors of high stature yes they're suggesting in that setup in the first act that there is a love interest for her there. The beginning with of this with the doctor. Yeah, the beginning of the second Ottoman act, Ottoman. post introducing the Ottoman lieutenant, you do not sell me at any point that she's interested in the doctor at all. Right. So to me, while you have shoved a love triangle down my throat in the setup, you it's have not, not actually, actually proven a triangle. It's 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 a love acute angle. <laughs> Where where Hera loves was attracted to the location because of the doctor, mm-hmm. but so does not. The thing is, to have is not a conflicted. successful love triangle, right? You need the object of affection and the two points vying over that object of affection. So in this movie, you have Hera Hilmar's character Lily's the object of affection. And the doctor and the Ottoman lieutenant being the two points vying over. They're both interested in her. And the good thing, like, the way you get good conflict between characters out of a love triangle is if that object of affection has good enough reason to go for either two of the ones vying after her. But she's never, outside of that, like, one smile she gives the doctor at the beginning, she's only interested in the Ottoman lieutenant. And so, to your question, I'm very sorry that it took me this long, but you just, you... That's my well, point. Yeah, there no, is, to me, what do I think about the love triangle? I would respond within a very long-winded way, what love triangle? Yeah. There is no There love isn't triangle. there. The movie postures as if there is, but then really delivers a big flat nothing burger as it's like there's no conflict there. She's just going to go with the Ottoman and, lieutenant. And then when he, the doctor calls her on her being with the lieutenant in which inappropriate is, circumstances. Which is hilarious. The lieutenant and uh, her, they kiss. They uh, implied they have sex, right? And then when they're is, out, they're out of town, basically, This together. is pre-them having sex. They just kissed. Oh, they he just He calls kissed. her on it. Right. They get back. When they get back, the doctor gets close to her. And what does he smell? Like his, I don't know, cologne on her or something? Because he, just, he picks, just smells he it. He just, he like walks up and goes, wait, you two and then he's like, yo, what the, I got words. Smelled the dick I, I got word, I got word, yeah, essentially, yes. And, like, I got words for you. They get into a fight, and she's all disgusted. Like, oh, I thought you were better than this. Then when the doctor, after that, confronts her about it, he goes after the one point, philosophically, that she is antithetical to. He reveals himself in the very first opening scenes of the second act of the movie as nothing more than the same people in Philadelphia 
Mm -hmm. except you get to parade around on the pride that you don't close your doors to anyone. Whereas they parade around on the pride that they do, but you're up the birds of a feather flock together. You're not actually on the moral stance that I should serve everyone regardless of creed, yeah. even though he actually does. It's the only redeeming right. quality But that he, he actually does. He goes after way. her and attacks the philosophical foundation of her entire upending her life in Philadelphia, spending every penny she has on being here. Yeah. And that is automatic. You, you know, the Ottoman Lieutenant has won. Like, you know, you know, like rom-coms and, and romantic movies, the reason why I hate them is because you always know at the end, you know who's going to wind up with who. Most the of the good time. ones, the good ones Even suck if you... because they jar you. Well, Drinking Buddies would be my example. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. With um, the woman from House and Jake, who plays Nick on New Girl. Okay. They work together. They belong together. Yeah, Jake they Johnson or yeah, something. Jake Johnson. His name. They don't. They right. don't. They don't wind up together, and it's jarring as fuck. And it's like, wow, that fucking sucks. Right. No, it doesn't or fucking like suck. It's real. Five hundred days of summer. Yes, kind of. that would be another similar. Example. I love that movie. That movie made me cry. Mm-hmm. Because it's a good because one. because yes, because that's how it works, right? I had no inkling of a doubt who she was going to give her flower to, and I don't mean that in the misogynist way. Yeah, I'm not but, making a joke. She even, had her virginity, even and, like the ones where you know who's going to get together. Like you want it to be like conflict. You want to feel good. Yeah, you still want her to like be, a, be make a viable choice where it's actually hard. She has good two options. A lot of times, those options are a mirror of one another, and this just wasn't the case. Because there, there is no conflict. So there's it, it postures, as I said, like there is a love triangle, and then it doesn't deliver. And that this movie wants to be a romance, it wants to be this grand historical um, romance set during war. It wants to be Doctors of Vodka. Wants to be uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. It wants to be, you know, Pearl Harbor. Fucking Episode Five for that point. Right, in a way, yeah. In a way. But, like, people on opposite sides, because they keep saying, like, she's a Christian, he's a Muslim Ottoman lieutenant, you know. People. And and they even they even it on just the theological points they agree. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it like, just doesn't, doesn't have what it takes to be one of those movies. It doesn't have the spectacle that you'll get from like Michael Bay and Pearl Harbor, George Lucas and Star Wars, and it doesn't actually have like the good writing and intrigue that Doctor Sidvodko has. So it's just I that would it's be a, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's Ultimately, a mess. I'm so a sorry mess. that question. Like, like, but like, yeah, and that's what it's sold as. It's it's packaged and sold as this conflicted. Do I go? Do I go with what I know? Mm-hmm. But and that too is the issue because when they set up the entire movie, they gave Hera Hilmar's character Lily a philosophical out for why she was going to this mission. She was going to this mission first and foremost because she had the resources to devote to it because she actually believed in it. Right. Then she happened to like the pretty boy who was talking it up. Yes. Who turns out to be everything that she despised about back home. Except for, like, the core issue that doesn't turn anybody exactly. away. Exactly. Except yeah. for that one thing, which is, like, yeah. yo, baller, baller, shot caller. Which is the thing that mainly, like, I guess, yeah. attracted her to him in the first place. Yes, day, so but, but, but you don't even have her going there and meeting the Ottoman lieutenant by this happenstance, espionage slash, this woman's going to get mugged, winds up getting mugged anyway, he doesn't do shit about it. You know, mm-hmm. like, so the whole purpose of why she, he was try- like under her, his protection, like, good job, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, point aside, right. That they have given in the setup an entire reason for her to be there without the doctor. 
right? Ben Kingsley could have come and given the same exact talk. Right. She wouldn't have had to have been sexually or physically attracted to him at all. Yeah. And it would have been plausible based on her character. Yeah. She would have wound up there anyway. And still met and, the and, Ottoman and, lieutenant. And, and, right. and still met the Ottoman lieutenant. Yeah. So you don't even need him. That's like, part of the yeah. story. And Maybe so that's what, um, you know, Josh Harnett recognized. I don't even belong here. So I'm just going to pretend like I'm in a completely different movie. <laughs> Yo, dude, did we just, did we just, did we just get, do we finally did we solve it? We, we solved rock, I think we went, we, we went, yeah, the, uh, the we, Josh Harnett riddle. I actually think that we just got there. And this is why we do this. Yeah. Know, mostly <laughs> this mo- is why we, we do this. this. So yeah, I think we solved that. Um, and then I, I think I'm going to stop ranting here because I think this is a very discombob. This is the most discombobulated episode we've done. I apologize. It's, it's just simply that. It's like, reflective it, of the material we're covering. I, I so truly fundamentally do believe that. I yeah. really do. Um, I just came in scathing because it, it bursted a lot of bubbles for me. But there's this joke because Hera Hilmar's character and Ben Kingsley's character they both make eye contact one at the end of the movie and one like middle of the second act right and like and it's, it's just like, like long, moment, long moment of like disdain yeah across, um, like, the, across room, the room across the room other. and on the second one it was more intimate because they had disdain for the same thing at this point not for each other which is their first look right they disdain for the way that things were functioning and i look at john and i go yo they're not acting there they both just filmed two movies that were duds in the same year. <laughs> and Ben Kingsley is looking at Harrigan. What the fuck are we doing <laughs> right. here again? Yo, that's what it literally, that's what it looks it like. He's like, it was, it was, it was bad enough the first time. Like this didn't go direct to video. It should have like the other yeah. one was better than this, but like, what are we doing with our lives? So that, that answers a question I was going to ask. Since Please. This is, yeah. You know, one of the two Ben Kingsley and Harry Hilmar joints we've seen, which one would you pick this or an ordinary man? I mean, bro, <laughs> Oh God! I would I would take an ornament man any day the fucking week. Yeah, I think I would too. Week. I, I mean, feel I feel like after this we might have been too hard on an ordinary man because yes. it didn't convey its ideas. You know, well, well but, by, but that it just lacked the at least, proper con. It didn't contextualize enough for what it was trying to say to land anything meaningful because. It was talking in a gray backdrop. Right. The, 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 the Ordinary Man. Like, yes. I think it, it had a very important point, point to make. But when you're hammered home gray yeah. with no context... It was ultimately... It was ultimately... Old. Yeah. And this movie just has this nothing movie to just say has at all. And it doesn't even do what it... it, it so, there, <laughs> there's a review on IMDb that gives it a 10 out of 10, and it's superb. It gives whoever the, the Ottoman Lieutenant a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it gives the Ottoman Lieutenant a 10 out of 10. And whoever did this, right, they're intelligent enough to use a computer to type and upload <laughs> on IMDb. So, in, 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 this, in this sense, I have to assume that this is sarcasm. This is posted by RPS-2 if you're out there. We love we you. We love you. Let us know what you think. Puzzled by the number of bad reviews and one-star ratings... This film gets one of my not-too-frequent tens. Where do we start? The superb performances, especially the incomparable Ben Kingsley, the stunning, beautiful photography, the fascinating locations, the effective dialogue, the realistic recreation of 1914 in both the U.S. and Turkey. There's also an is an intriguing plot with an unconventional love triangle. It's a war movie, a love story. And historical drama, thank you for using N there, <laughs> and a travelogue all wrapped together, two dash gather in one very nice package. Now, 8 of 18 found this review helpful. 
I question those eight. I found this I found this review helpful because Was that review it, written by Joseph Rubin. It, it, it hit on maybe. It hit on every point perfectly. It just has the it exact just, inverse. It just, and, it's, it, and the inverse is, is true, and, and I can't take that for anything but satire. Yeah, and that feels like a troll. And, but. and that is, and, and, and I give that rating a superb, a 10 out of 10. I'm confused as to why only 8 of 18 people who wanted to review this found this helpful. <laughs> I think all of us should find this helpful. Yeah, it should be 18 out of 18. It should be 18 out of 18. Like, yeah, superb. that's what we do here at the Ultimate Film Review. We yeah, review we're, other we're, films yeah, reviews hey. because we are the Ultimate Yes, film we are the ult. Yeah, yo, look, look, critics do nothing. Critics so oh. we don't we don't make art, but if we can critique each other's critiquing, like that's peak uh, <laughs> that that's that's peak criticism right Definitely. there. But uh, that that is a fine review right there. Um, insightful, insightful. That's all. I, I think that, that all that needs to be said is the, the the director of the movie did not push the movie. Right, he didn't at promote all. it. Yeah. So I know I said we weren't going to go here. I do want to wrap up on this this quick point because you did do a little bit of research on this. Sure. The production stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this was released in the same time as what was the other movie about Armenian genocide? Do you recall? It had Christian Bale in it. I want to yes. say. Yes. Um, it's not important, but basically the political messaging is the contrast. That, yeah. That this, 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 this movie, this movie was softens. A, it was made as a response to that movie. Yes. Essentially, which I don't think the director. Which I, but the movie was called the promise. The promise. Yes, I don't think the director was necessarily privy to the political messaging. No, well, this movie actually entered production before The Promise, and then it seems like the producers of the film saw The Promise, which came out before, and like maybe possibly re-edited this movie to be more favorable to the Ottoman now uh, Empire. Now, do you know, when you say possibly there, I don't want to confuse mm-hmm. listeners, because I know what you mean, but I, I'm going to ask you to be more specific here. We do know post- director's cut that the, no that we do the, know that, that the director that, that the, did not get final cut of this so movie. he he gave his his cut to the production people and they yeah. re-edited the movie whatever version we saw was the re-edited version which is why the director joseph rubin did not promote this film because he didn't feel it was representative of whatever work he had made that okay. was the, and this was the our, alternate ottoman lieutenant yes yes and in, 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 i mean there's there's only Oh, the wisdom of Salinas rings true for this movie. You know, mm-hmm. what, what, what's the best thing for this movie? To run no longer than it did. Yeah. And, and, and what's the best reality for this movie? To have never been at all. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying so, is that you love it. I you love recommend it. it to everybody. Harry Hillmark kills it. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I know I said I wasn't going to get political with it, but this, this softens... The idea of the Armenian genocide by the Turkish during World War One. They were politically scapegoated, mm-hmm. and then in the political scapegoating, when they accepted the mantle of what they were called, because Armenians did side with Russian invading forces, right? They were then justifying the people who labeled them in the first place in what was categorically a top-down order order to start this wiping was out this was any not Armenians. they said like oh no it was just some soldiers who had gone rogue and they were doing this because of their own on their own volition it wasn't actually any order given so they were saying like well yeah it happened but nobody gave the order it was just some people doing it on their own yeah i mean and that's how al capone ran his defenses in court and eventually it was the money the irs <laughs> that got him i think right yeah yeah. On some RICO charges, right? Like, 
we rewrote the fucking federal criminal code to make sure that someone can't, like, if I tell Johnny Boy over here to kill somebody, that I can go to jail on man one or murder one with him, even though you're the one who pulled the trigger. Right. Like, we rewrote the penal fucking code to make sure that orders given and orders followed get punished the same for the crime. Yeah. It's not just, you know, there is no way, shape, or form that what is now, what, tur- Turkey, right? Like what was formerly Ottoman. Part of the Ottoman Empire, yeah, yeah. yeah. East of Istanbul, correct? There's no way that that wasn't systematic. That's like saying that it was a few Germans who got together and built some camps and laid some train lines and they started collecting Jews on their own, no orders. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't going to analyze the politics of this movie, but you can't try and push and sell to me that the Armenian genocide wasn't a genocide. Right. It was, it, it was calculated. And it's been historically very well verified that it was. And this movie definitely softens it. And part of that is because the producers of it weren't happy about how this was portrayed in a very similar movie. Yes. Yeah. And they decided to make a political statement instead of let art be art. And right. as the guy who loves politics... That's ultimately the biggest reason why that's, nobody should watch that's this. this movie. Because you took what was supposed to be art... They patched it. Yeah, whether it doesn't, it's irrelevant it. whether that version of the Ottoman lieutenant would have been good or yeah, bad. It's totally irrelevant. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. They it's, packaged this as a work of art, and at the end, all they really did was try and sell you a political message in a keeping pile of shit. Like, they, they did a disservice to everybody. Now, art can inform your political beliefs by revealing truth, as art does. Art is only art when, it, when it's beautiful, but truthful. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean factual, truthful. Art reveals truth, and then you as a political animal, thank you, Aristotle, act in the world in accordance with how the art moves you. That is fine. Art can be political, but it's art first. Right. It's art first. Everything else flows out of that. When it's the antithesis, it's no better than propaganda, and it's an affront to art. And I'm not an artist, and it's unfortunate because my favorite philosopher, Nietzsche says that we literally exist to make art, and then if you don't make art, then the best thing you can do as a thing is clear way for real artists and then appreciate good art for real art. So all I can do is appreciate or hopefully appreciate good shit or shit that moves me, and then I hope that I can pass that on to you guys and you guys are at least want to engage in the material. Maybe you're not moved the same way I am, but it's like worth engaging. Yeah. And this this is opposite that. Yeah. Like I'm I'm saddened that, you know... This is what it is. Like, it's sad it's, that this kind of product exists. It, and you can't call it a piece of art. It's it's not even a film at some level. It's a product. And um, I'm going to call it here. Because this this movie, is, we talked about it more than it's actually worth talking about, I think, I think point. we did. I, I beat a dead horse, and I promised I was going to keep this short, and I did not. It yeah. was just like, I wanted to hammer home that, like, this is... We've covered better films. Go watch Amadeus. Go watch Falling Down. Watch Midsummer. You know, yeah, Moon, yeah, The Lighthouse. Yeah, even those, watch An Ordinary Man over this. Watch An Ordinary Man, you because know, Ben yeah. Kingsley does do well in that role. Again, if it's not coming out of a gray backdrop, we're gonna have to watch a good Ben Kingsley film one day. We're gonna we're gonna have to oh, finally do it. Oh yes, I mean, and I know they exist. Oh and, yeah, and I've seen them. I think that's like you know Ben Kingsley at the end of his career, looking at Hera Hilmar over that operating right. Room, right. Going, Girl, Just how are we doing? Like, how how this happened a second time? And he's like. You poor girl. It's like you're starting off. It. I'm ending. Right. I've, I've, I've made been, my money. I've, made, I've won my Oscar. I, I've won my Oscar, sweetheart. Get better work. We both know you're capable. And he just gives her this look like, 
I'm going to go overdose on ether now. Yes. Um, anyway. Nighty night. Nighty night. Before we go, uh, I need y'all to check out on Vimeo, uh, independent film right now being produced by a friend of mine called uh, Goldie. Yes. So check that out. Um, it is being crowdfunded. I'm not saying donate. I'm just saying if you are, are interested, take a look, spread the word. Because yeah. the more people that hear about it, the better. Definitely. You know, trying to support some real, at least attempts at art. At, yes. at least they're genuine attempts at art other than this. And then... Um, for the next movie, uh, we are watching Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, 2021 release. Film that Jake has seen. I haven't seen, but I'm excited for because I'm a novice when it comes to the Resident Evil films, and I'm a big fan of the video games. So. He, he's underselling himself on the video games. What he should have said is, I'm a novice at the movies, but I know the lore of the video games yeah very well. this movie's gotten kind of bad reviews and stuff like that but i've been very interested in it since it was announced and i'm still very much looking forward to watching it and without doing any of next next episode's work people like me who actually own a few of the movies the wes wes anderson oh uh, no uh, wes, wes anderson, wes anderson. Paul, w. Wes anderson. Paul, Paul w s anderson yes my apologies my apologies wes keep right. doing your thing i would like to see a wes uh, anderson resident evil movie yeah. actually yeah um <laughs> Uh, in terms of acuity to the lore that gave birth to it. It's much better. It's much better. Now, the Mila Jokovic movies. Yes. Now we can discuss it for it as it is after you watch it. It's worth watching, people. So we're going to check it out and we'll discuss right. it next week. But uh, definitely check out Goldie. Vimeo. Yep. So until next time. <laughs>